Elaine Gabbert, I want to know why we should draft you. Because if you don't draft me, I'm going to have to beat you for the next 15 years. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. It's the land of 10,000 plus codes. Not even our commissioners bring in the news. Throwing in 40 bucks and pray we don't lose. As the saying goes, either way we move. land of 10,000 plus codes. Not even our commissioners bring in the news. Throwing in 40 bucks and pray we don't lose. As the saying goes, either way we move. Zimmel, Tony, Kevin Plow, and Asian Dave. Jay Wild Tyler, and Leaf Blast Terrible Trades. Alex and Andrew, and don't forget the good old Eason. Our fantasy football league, tis the season. It's the land of 10,000 plus coons Not even our commissioners bringing the news Throwing in 40 bucks and pray we don't lose As the saying goes, either way we booze I'll tell you what I'm gonna need to clean up an aisle five after that one I'll tell you what, you might Welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Land of 10,000 Plus Coons Fantasy League Podcast. Your host, Team Double Vag, Double Anal, Ryan Eason. Like usual, I have a special guest host. Um, a special guest host is a league member, and in honor of it being college basketball kickoff, I guess, I've brought in the, the college basketball coach of the league. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe turn your uh, volume down a little bit, uh, David Leafblad. Hello there. How's it going, Leaf Bat? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Thanks, thanks for coming over to uh, Foss Road Studios for another podcast. Yes, I. This place is so great. I was. I. I will admit, I was a little sad when I knew I could not be at the Camerata again to sit in our little corner and see how many beautiful women are turning the corner with their titties showing, or if we see them working out. You know, we got to be talking about some tits and ass. I think we're we're slacking in that department right now. Yeah, we're definitely slacking. Uh, yeah, not scenery is maybe not as good. Um, it went from beautiful women to uh, the Happy's Chip Factory, uh, but behind <laughs> behind my, my building. But uh, you know, things have to change in life. I get that. Hey, at least a win yeah. is you know you're by Bethel, so you got the beautiful women of Bethel, and then as well University of Minnesota. There's a lot of good women, but they're younger. Thank you, Town. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Town. Too many great memories there. Well, you know what they say about those undergraduate uh, college-age girls. I get older, they stay the same age. Yes, they do. I agree with that. Oh, and look at Zion Duncan right there. Yeah, we got college basketball on right now. Kentucky and Duke and and Lee Flat. How how the hell are we watching this right now? Why why is college basketball a thing on November 6th? So today is the official first day of Division I basketball for the kickoff for the games. And they always have the Champions Classic, which we're watching currently right now. And they usually have one or two good teams. But they wanted to change it up this year of having the top 10 nationally ranked teams facing each other to get a little bit more publicity, I would say, and just for the brand and for people to to get excited right away because they're concerned about that their wait is until March Madness or the last week in the regular season before the conference tournaments. And so this was kind of their way of, all right, you know, let's have the best teams play against each other right now and let's get this season rolling. So now fans are excited for the next four or five months. 
geez, what a politically correct statistical answer. Have you ever thought, <laughs> ever thought about, uh, you know, we, got, we have voting, uh, voting day to day too. Have you ever thought about running for a politician? You know, I have thought about it sometimes, but um, I just couldn't do that because I know I got to be in the college basketball. So I'll be a college basketball politician maybe down the road and, and uh, maybe I'll have some good takes down the road when I'm maybe on ESPN, hopefully, in 10 years. And I could talk some shit kind of like Greg Popovich does. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it, uh, it just, shit, this shit just gets earlier and earlier every year, though, right? Like, it, what the fuck? It's, it's barely November. I thought the shit usually popped up in. And think, around Thanksgiving, they play in the Bahamas or something. Yes, shit. yep, yeah. It's so they have the so Ma- they, they have the Maui Invitational, and then they have the the Bahamas, and then the Virgin Islands. Um, they have some tournaments as well there too. But, but now they're doing shit before that even now. Yes, yeah, they always do this uh, championship classic before, but usually they only have never this early though. Never, this is yes. early as fuck. This is, and this is new for them. And and part of it, I believe, is just um, if fans or anybody who's listened um with the and the ncaa basketball scandals they've had this last year i think that was bigger their, their one big concern is that they wanted to get basketball in a good place again because everyone's concerned oh is basketball college basketball gonna be ruined because of these college coaches uh sure. being looked at the fbi for giving money for um with their uh adidas sponsorships or nike sponsorships and giving a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars for players and we're currently watching, or the last game, oh, currently right now, Zion Williams, he supposedly asked for $100,000 for Kansas when he was deciding on his schools. It was uh, Duke, Kansas, Some and in South, in South Carolina and Clemson, where he's from South Carolina, and he supposedly asked them, uh, Kansas, for $100,000. And he, if they said yes, then he would have played, but supposedly that was, uh, Bill Self said that's not true. But I totally believe it is. That's some that's some shady shit going on there. Yeah, college basketballers. Well, I mean, it, it's the NCAA in general. It's shady shit that goes on in football too. But yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, what it all comes down to, though, is uh, money and TV ratings. Why they're doing it earlier? It's so always about the money. That's that's the one disappointing thing about uh, for college basketball is they've ruined great rivals in old conferences, especially in like the ACC where Syracuse was in the Big 12. Now they're in the ACC. Yeah. And I think it, you look at the Big 10 as well, too. I think it's disappointed a lot of people because you have Maryland. You have Rutgers, who have no business to being in the Big 10. Yeah. And that a lot of it was for football, which I understand because football does make a crap ton of money, too. Millions. Um, but I wish they could have figured out a way how to not do that to ruin such great rivalries where they don't play each other now in teams. Yeah, I don't know if I like this. Duke and Kentucky, just two huge programs, two of the most accomplished programs, just going right at it right off the bat. One of them's going to get a loss. I don't know. You could say it's awesome, or you could say it's, I don't know, not like too, way too early. There's, there's two teams. To absolutely. Play. There's two, two different sides. ways to look at it. And yeah. There's a good chance you might be able to see this, though, in March Madness when that comes. Oh, yeah, if it's man. in the Final Four or maybe even the National Championship, you never know. Yeah. Who do you got for your your, your uh, college basketball champion this year? Who's you know, early, early I, pick? I, I haven't. Well, my one was going to be Gonzaga, but they had their 6'9 uh, forward Tilly, who just got injured, so now he's out for eight weeks. Um, they have That's a couple like, other great pieces, but I think they're still going to be in the mix. 
Um, I'll give you guys some other sleepers as well too. So if you want to jot these down, do it because if you want to spend a lot of money, you might be able to win some good money. Um, Gonzaga is a great opportunity. Duke is a great opportunity. Kansas is uh, a great opportunity. Kentucky as well too. Uh, do not forget about Nevada, though. Do okay, not. So Nevada is your sleeper pick. The other ones are pretty. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nevada is going to be my biggest sleeper for the winning it all. Yeah, I mean they did really well in the tournament last year. They have, I assume, most of their pieces coming back from that tournament team. They do. Okay. Yep, they do. They do have most pieces mm-hmm. coming back, so I think that they could have a good run. Um, so it'll be patiently going to have to wait. It's going to be fun, though. All I right. just I think some teams are going to go down and some aren't, so it'll be fun to see. All right, all right. How are uh, how are the Oles doing? The Oles are doing great. We got uh, preseason. We got nationally ranked top 25 in the country. First time ever after our run last year where we made the NCAA tournament in the at-large bid. Um, did you say top 25? Oles are top 25? They are in Division three. I think that deserves an air horn. Ooh. I love it. So we are currently at that. Uh, our first game is coming up this Thursday against Eau Claire. And then next week, we're going to travel to Stevens Point, play the number 12 team in the country. And then we're flying out to Oregon in a couple weeks and playing the number four team in the country. And we play St. John's, who's actually as well a top 25 in the country as well, too. This year, they were top five last year, all year. Uh, we piss-pounded those sucker John- Johnnies uh, by 13 at home. So that was a great win for us. Um, so I don't like the Johnnies. So. It, sh- it should be a good year for us. I'm excited. Uh, we got some great pieces. We got five seniors, so we have a lot of leadership. Uh, so we have a very good chance to have a good deep run this year. And we have three uh, early decision commitments as well, too. So the future looks bright. I'm very excited. And we're just looking for a couple more pieces. And, and in a couple years, we might be potentially a national championship team Damn. like, like St. Thomas. Damn. But uh, might be might be getting a coaching job at a uh, different place from what you were telling me before we got on air. That's, that? that is the hope. So I will be here, do my best and whatnot, and keep my connections that I have with all my uh, guys in the Power 5 conferences and hopefully with the Final Four here coming up this March. I'm hoping that when I see all the Power 5 conference schools, you're, everyone's going to be here, that I might be able to get a job within there. So if anybody wants to do anything for March, come to Minneapolis for the Final Four for all the stuff that's going to be going on there. It's the first time since 19, I think, 91 or 2 that they had the Final Four here in Minneapolis, and that was at the Metrodome. Jeez, I'm surprised they even had it there. Yeah, they've had it twice there, actually. And so part of it, the team that won it all or got in the Final Four was Duke in Minnesota. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a good it's chance that it could happen again, again. And, see, again. and see our Jones from Apple Valley playing in Minnesota where he, I wish, everybody wishes you would have played for the Gophers. Yeah, Duke's good as fuck. Um, can't blame him for not wanting to play for the Gophers because he wanted to win a championship. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's go into the show, talk a little bit about, about football and the league. Uh, it should be a good show. We had some... some uh, Couple interesting, funny, funny moments happened throughout the week. Some big things to talk about, and uh, in in honor of it being voting day, we have a special uh, voting segment uh, that we'll get to towards the end of the show. But yeah, to kick things off, got to do the three fifty club, three dollars fifty cents, be a league sponsor. We got our uh, 
our, our, our members, Tony Raker, a.k.a. Phony Faker, Noah Zernicle, Noah Z, and Alex Williams. Thank you, boys, for 350. Uh, so, at least you watch any of the NFL games uh, this weekend? Let's do our NFL weekend recap. I did. I, I was able to watch some. It was difficult just because I had recruiting this weekend, of course. So now I'm in kind of that uh, recruiting uh, fall league basketball grind. Um, but I was able to watch some games. Of course, watch my Bears, 41 to nine. That's that's a scary sight when they're just dominating uh, defensively. When you get two interceptions, three touchdowns defensively. Um, so I, I liked what I saw with them, and it was almost a perfect day. It was almost a perfect day for football because the Bears won. Packers lost. Vikings, so close. Vikings won. That's right. They did. So it was a perfect day. Perfect day. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. When the Cheeseheads lose and all they did, and now all the talk is, oh, what about Aaron Rodgers? What about McCarthy? What are you, what's going on there? And they got a lot of things to figure out. Yeah. So I was in New York City this past weekend. So I didn't get to watch, I watched some of the NFL, not as much as I normally would. Uh, But New have you been to New York? New York's a... Uh, I, I never have, and, and I hope to someday, yeah. especially because they do a lot of the conference tournaments there. Yeah, busy, busy city. Highlight of it was in Times Square. Got called Conor McGregor Jr. by a guy, so my life's <laughs> complete. Ooh, I'm the fucking greatest. <laughs> oh, Conor. Love him. So, Wonder if he's going to bounce back. So it tells me I'm, I'm growing out the beard a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that. I know. I was going to say you're on that. Trimming the neck, but other than that, keeping the rest of it flowing. And All right. Yeah, right now I'm a little bit past, I think, Conor McGregor length, starting to get to Fitzmagic length. So. Uh, I think so. That's what I'm hoping for. We, we got to get – someone's got to get to that Fitzmagic because now you know, he's back and he's killing it. We know I'm three and six in fantasy. I need a little Fitzmagic in my life. So I'm thinking if I, if I strive to look like him, the good things will start to happen. I agree. I agree. Uh, you've been close. But yeah, if you were like me, didn't catch enough of the uh, NFL action, don't worry, we got you covered here. We'll break down piece by piece really quickly each of these uh, Week 9 matchups. We had 49ers and the Raiders. God, why was this even a football game on Thursday night? Just an ass of a matchup. 49ers win 34-3. to Leaf Bat, are you sure you want to have a fantasy team name sharing uh, with, with, with the head coach of the Raiders, John Well, okay, so Probably not a good I, I will explain my, my name. It's for if people Please don't do. know, the guru in the trade master is for his trade of trading Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears. Mm. And I tweeted about it right away. I said, this is going to be the best trade. And people are like, what? What are you talking about? And look at what happened. First game just demolishes Aaron Rodgers, gets two touchdowns, like a, uh, two forced fumbles. And ever since then, I mean – and their Bears defense is one of the been the best in the NFL of just of turnover ratio right now currently with them. So I and that was part of my name is I am so happy for that, but might have to ch- might have to change it so people have a better understanding of it. Yeah, well, yeah, because John John Gruen is not doing a good job coaching that team right now. Basically, he's just going to be rebuilding, and he's I guess he's just trying to get, put together the team that he wants in the future. He's just he's just waiting for. For Vegas, it seems like just calling this year a wash. I agree. I, I think he is too, but I, I do think there's a lot of issues that they have within the uh, the program and the organization yeah. of just yeah. well, do we really truly have our quarterback? Yeah, I mean, you look at Derek Carr two years ago. I think everybody said he was a top five quarterback, no doubt about it. And now he's one of the 
had, had that big injury, yep. and it seems to have affected him. Some players never come back the same after those types of injuries. And he had a brother that uh, choked, so. Yes, know. yes. People are starting to look at him that way. I, I think they are too. Uh, but yeah, uh, just an ass whooping, thirty-four to three. Then you go into the Sunday game. Said Falcons, Redskins. Falcons just blowing past the Redskins at home, thirty-eight to fourteen. They're starting to look like a really good team, like people thought they were gonna. I agree. I think they're. I, I truly believe. I think they're gonna be a wild card team. Yeah, I think I, they're I gonna think push so and become that wild card team just because of what. We might have to say Matty Ice now. He might be Matty Ice. I mean, what he's been doing performance-wise, he's been impressive. Yeah, number two fantasy quarterback. He's sneakily killing it. Next, you have the Lions and Vikings. Vikings get the dub, 24-9, 10 sacks, just putting Stafford more on his ass than, um, I don't know. Just flat like a pancake. <laughs> yeah. They're just they're taking it to him, and... Vikings are looking good right now. They really are. They have maybe a little couple issues, but otherwise, I mean, offensively, they're great. They got a great quarterback. I mean, they have probably, in my opinion, the best dual wide receivers with Thielen and Diggs. I mean, Thielen is just so Mr. Consistency. And, um, I mean, their defense has always been sound. I think they just had to figure out a couple of personnel. And I think they're they're going to be totally fine coming uh, going down to the end of the wire. But the Daniel Hunter is such a fucking beast. You just look at his physique and his arms, no homo. Just like that's, that's <laughs> just a, that's just a man. Three and a half sacks, fumble recovery, touchdown. Guys, he's giving Kulu Macker run for his money for a defensive player. Yeah, he's he's getting there, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, putting putting Stafford more on his ass than. And then and I'll be on my ass uh, in a little bit here after eating Taco Bell for dinner. <laughs> How about that one? I like that one. Maybe yeah. a chalupa. Yeah, excuse me if I have to pause the podcast uh, so I don't shit my pants. I had Taco Bell for dinner, so. You're forgiven. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You're forgiven. Taco Bell is always worth it. And I'm um, drink, drinking diet, diet double do. Oh, look so at that. Di- double the do, double the diet. Do the do is like what they say their slogan. Do yeah, the do. On, on can number two, switching up for beer. I was too fucking lazy to go to the liquor store. So getting a caffeine buzz instead of a, a normal buzz here. That's what we need to do sometimes. Next, we have Steelers versus Ravens. Always a good matchup usually between these two teams. Steelers just squeaked by another team that's putting it, putting on a good show lately and looking like they're supposed to be good again. Uh, they won twenty three to sixteen. Ravens are kind of going on the downhill, and Steelers on the uphill. I'm with you on that one too. I think, um, I think after the end of the season, I think you're going to see a lot of change for the Ravens. I think like Harbaugh might be out. I think Flacco, Flacco might be out. out. I think they yeah. might do the the combination, and then they might say, "Hey, this might be Lamar Jackson. This might be your team." Oh, it's it's Lamar Jackson's team in a matter of I think it's game by game almost. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it might not be this year, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's not the quarterback at the end. Yeah, Flacco reminds me a lot of Manning, where I think they just got very lucky, both of them, and both winning a Super Bowl, and now their reign is just... Yeah, Manning got lucky? Oh, with the Broncos? Well, I no, or not, not, no, 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 not uh, Payne, Eli. Oh, Eli. okay. Yeah, yeah so two quarterbacks sense. who had like one or two good seasons... And they got paid 
up the zoo and now they're just like they they're trying to just keep saying oh there's something left in them there's something left in them and there is okay yeah <laughs> not the manning i was in peyton i was like i'm gonna have to maybe peyton, get the top, top four or five in my book absolutely top five yeah Next matchup, Chiefs Browns. Nothing to really say here besides that the Browns are just really good, and or I mean the Chiefs are really good, and the Browns are just the Browns. And feel bad for Chiefs Hugh Jackson really. gained fired at the time he did. Yeah, was that, was the, that this past week? He yeah, got fired? the week before, and <laughs> this is the best season they've had in fifteen years. And they just fired him all of a sudden. Oh, I think it, it was two weeks ago. Two I weeks think ago, it was when Flack was on the, his host, we announced that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well. No surprise, though. The guy had won, like, three games in, like, three years. So Very true. But, uh, yeah. And then Jets and, Brown, or Jets and Dolphins. Dolphins squeaked by 13-6. What a shitstorm of a game this was. Nothing too exciting there. Bears and Bills. Bears just killed the, the Bills 41-9, and... I don't know. Gosh, the, the the Bears have a good offense now. All of a sudden, it's improving. It's improving. I mean, they have uh, they have great running backs. I mean, Howard's not has been. I mean, a great stat for your people who think, especially Alex Williams. You think Howard sucks in the last three years? Actually, Howard has the third most rushing yards in the NFL. Wow, third most rushing yards in the NFL. And, of course, that. I think it was behind Ezekiel Elliott. And then I can't think of the other, but I heard that stat, and I said I have to say it. But does he get titties? Well, he has gotten titties the last two games. Mm-hmm. Last three Come, games, actually. Coming on. He's, he's made his visit to Deja Vu and got some titties. Uh, no, another random stat about the Bears in fantasy. Their defense is unreal in fantasy this year. Holy shit. And I looked it up. They're actually owned in only 98% of leagues. How is, how is there 2% of the fantasy football league population on ESPN not playing, the not having the Bears on their lineup? That's unbelievable to me because they've had multiple, uh, like 20, 20 plus, plus games. games. Yep. It's un- yeah, unbelievable. So uh, I assume most people listening to this podcast aren't in retarded leagues that wouldn't have the Bears on, mm-hmm. in their league uh, on, on some starting team, but... Maybe you're one of those uh, lucky leagues of that two percent, and pick them up if you if you can. Buccaneers, Panthers, Panthers are they're they're looking really good actually. I I I, for, I didn't notice until today that they only have two losses all year, so they went forty two to twenty eight. That's a that's a good sneaky good team. They they are they could be a sleeper to get in into the uh, the uh, Super Bowl. They could they really could be. Yeah, and then uh, Chargers, Seahawks, good game here. Chargers, another good team that no one ever talks about. They won 25-17. to 17. They did, and I, I wonder if they're an organization where they regret not being back at home in San Diego because they have no fans at L.A. When yep. they show the stadium when they're playing, there's like no one. Both the new L.A. teams are really fucking good now as soon as they leave. Kind of funny. Yes. Texans, they squeak out a victory, 19-17. to 17. And this is another team that's looking pretty good all of a sudden. They the are. Texans. They are. They're looking good. I mean, 
Watson, he's you know he he's going to be very good in a couple of years. You know, I think he already is pretty he, damn good. He, he is. I just I think, just I, think the ceiling's still high very high. Yeah. yeah, very high. Just like what Walmo said, I think he's the he's the Michael Jordan also, of, the, of the NFL. Well, I don't know if Walmo said that. Uh, his coach at Clemson said that. Todd Dabble Sweeney, but uh, uh, yeah, I think yeah, me and Walmo said it too, but. Yeah, he he he's got a, a he's got he just he he's, he gets a hard on him for him. Oh yeah, he loves Deshaun Watson. Paid a fuck ton of money for that man. Rams and Saints. This was your uh, Troy Aikman Joe Buck matchup for the week. Bullshit matchup that was you know lived up to the high very high scoring game. Was, I watched a good chunk of this one. I I did too. I, I was bar. I was able to watch most of that game and. It was a good game. I mean, Saints are legit. Yeah. Fuck. Both these teams look yeah. really scary. But, yeah, just no no defense. So I feel like offense. Good game to watch. Saints win 45-35. to 35. Next matchup, we had uh, the Patriots and the Packers. <clears throat> Patriots winning 31-17. to 17. This was your Sunday night game. And, uh, yeah, Rodgers versus Brady, they hyped the shit out of this matchup. And, I don't know, I guess it was a pretty good game up until the fourth quarter. And the Patriots, you know, they just flat out outcoached the Packers. Tied 17-17. And they just took advantage of uh, of uh, personnel. I think Brady did like he always does. Yeah, had some – had some Patriots had some good plays, some, some, some trick plays. And – uh, solid performance by Cordell Patterson. Had one touchdown. Should have had two, but they took one back. Yes. Um, Someone is finally figuring them out how to use them. Yeah, yeah. He was my, he was my sleeper pick, actually. He scored in double digits. I doubt anyone played him, but if you did, good job. I thought about picking him up, and I looked and did the math. I would have played him over my over my other flex, the player that was in my flex spot. I think it was Marquise Goodwin. I still would have lost to Evan, but it would have been by like point two or something. Yeah. So that would have been annoying as shit. But anyways, yeah, Patriots move on. Or they win 31-17. And then we go to the Titans-Cowboys. Titans won on Monday night 28-14. to uh, If yeah. anybody saw that game, how the first five minutes were, that was the most ugliest game. I think... If you would have watched it, you would have said Cowboys are going to win thirty-five to seven. I mean, <laughs> I the first five it. minutes, Tennessee had probably three turnovers. It was just the most ugliest football you have you could possibly watch. Jeez, it's proves how bad the Cowboys are then to have that many opportunities and still yes. lose by fourteen. I heard Marcus Mariota had a really good game, very good game, and then. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, we'll get into Amari Cooper a little bit later, but... Can't wait. <laughs> I think he might have uh, actually done something in the game. All right. And uh, let's go into the... Into the, 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 the matchups from this past weekend. Uh, before I get into that, though... Couple of housekeeping items, couple uh, couple things I wanted to cover from last week's episode that I forgot to mention. One was I didn't announce uh, lowest score and highest score from last week. Um, I was actually the lowest score with like 89 fantasy points. Oh. Fuck, fucking somehow, a pretty high amount to to 
to have to have lowest score, but uh, you know, sometimes that happens. So uh, I sucked dick last week, and uh, I did Venmo Tyler with $5. Tyler had the most points. I forget how many he had, but, uh, yeah, that was your lowest and highest score. So I wanted to announce that. And then for Can Your Picks Beat Ricks, I went up against Noah last week, and I said that Noah won. We actually – I looked at the matchups again, and we actually tied uh, – we had two – we had two disagreements, and um, we each had a, one pick right on our out of our disagreements. So no one wanted a tiebreaker to be uh, the matchup of the week for this past weekend, which was between um, Falk and whoever the hell he played. Um, so we'll we'll see uh, how how that turned out. But uh, Leaf, are you ready for the matchup reviews? I am ready. Let's do this. All right, let's go. First up, we had lights, camera, action, playing she through three free throws. Two and seven, playing seven and two. You probably would have thought that uh, Asian Dave at seven and two had this in the in the bag. Not quite. Very close matchup here. Came down to the very wire. We had Patrick Mahomes playing Tom Brady. Two great quarterbacks going at it in this fantasy matchup. Patrick Mahomes, though, been killing it all year, getting 26.8 compared to Brady's 15.7. Christian McCaffrey going off 27.7 points, continuing to be a beast, getting that one, but two touchdowns. Whoop! LaShawn McCoy, bad game, and same with Devontae Parker and Kenny Galladay, but George Kittle, Mr. Skittle, continuing to be a beast. On the other side, Tony Faker with Alvin Kamara and O.J. Howard, making it a close game, but came down to Sunday night, Brady versus Rodgers. The teams end up being tied 100.2 to 100.2. We can't have a tie in fantasy, can we? Nope, comes down to 100 points. Brady kneels. Tony loses uh, to a Tom Brady kneel. <laughs> three of them, too. That was a crazy thing. He three, was up three kneels. He was up 100.5 to 100.2. And there was one, not two, three kneels to get the tie. Tony, I'm sorry. I'm not. Tony. Tony continues to play terrible deep fantasy defenses, uh, getting zero points from the Ravens D. That did not help him either. He said he didn't need uh, D because he had enough D in his real life, but I, I, I think he could have used a little bit more D in this in this matchup. He very much could have. He needs to figure it out. Tony, figure it out. Especially your golfer football defense. Shit, 53 points. Yeah, they're atrocious. Next matchup, we had StarCraft, Bamitsu, and Zimmel playing Andrew Luck's neckbeard, Tyler Herman. Most people thought Tyler would win this matchup, and he did. 151.2 to 73. It wasn't even fucking close. Cam Newton uh, continued to be good for Zimmel, but that's really about his only good player. Tyler's team been going off lately. Vikings D with 10, 10 sacks and a touchdown, getting 23 points. Michael Thomas over 20 points. James Conner over 20 points. Fuck you for having him. Phil Rivera and Julio Jones, pretty solid weeks. Good job, Ty Ty. Next matchup, we had Double Badge Double Handle playing Canada by Mixon. The Camerata Bros. 
going at it. Shit performance by uh, the Redskins D. Talking about not having enough D. I fucking stuck, stuck a D up my asshole in this matchup. Matt Ryan, great performance by the number two quarterback, and another good performance by James White. But other than that, just a atrocious performance. I DVD'd myself. Catalina Juan mixing, great performance by Drew Brees, and that's about it. But it was enough to get it done. He wins ninety point one to seventy eight point two. Look at that. Who would have thought? Catalina Wine mixing. Catalina Wine mixing. Last place last year. And look at him go now. Man, it, it, he must be doing something different in life that he just figured it out in fantasy. I don't know what it is. Six and three, third in the standings. And look at this. Look at this. He's got he's got his profile picture name showed twice in his uh, little like header here. What is the deal with that? He's so good he gets his name shown twice. It's the stepbrothers. <laughs> Dale Brennan. There we go. Next matchup. We had Alatiz in my face playing Drew in the Trade Master, David Leapad. Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford facing each other. Deshaun Watson, easily the better quarterback this week, getting 20.3. Matthew Stafford, flat on his fucking ass, as we mentioned, getting just 6.6 points. Kareem Hunt, the fucking monster, 32.1 points. Woo! DeAndre Hopkins, proving why he's the number three fantasy receiver at 16 and a half. Uh, for week week wide, we had Kelsey, number one fantasy tight end, with a great performance. Ezekiel Elliott getting eleven point two. I think a little bit more points than he wanted. Uh, yes, a little too much. And then uh, Nick Chubb with the fifteen points, taking advantage of uh, that Carlos Hyde missing. And the Bears D twenty nine points. He squeaks by because of that Bears D winning. 106.4 to 100.8. And I might add, and Lapidus Mary getting in double digits, even with Calvin Cookback. Impressive. Three weeks in a row now, he's gone touchdowns. Three weeks in a row, watch out. He's a touchdown machine. Next matchup, we have this matchup with the beak. Holy Fishing, Andrew Flip going against Not the Table Carlos, Alex Williams. Aaron Rodgers. Mason Crosby had the Coley Fishing going. Strong performance at 24 points between the two. Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Antonio Brown, Cooper Cup all in double digits. Was it enough to uh, defeat Carlos in the hangover game? Delvin Cook got into the double digits. Josh Gordon somehow getting 19 points. What a performance by the by the pot smoker. Uh, but because of a zero-point performance by Ed Dixon and... Uh, Pretty mediocre performance by everyone else on his team, including uh, getting Delvin Cook back. He loses 93.9 to 74. Match of the league didn't uh, didn't quite live up to the hype. It did M- not. Much like the Brady Rogers match. It, it did not, unfortunately. Sorry, Alex. Whew. All right. So for uh, Can Your Picks Beat Ricks when I went up against Flick, uh, I went two for five, and Flip went four for five, so I owe Flip a burrito. So, and then on that tiebreaker that I mentioned that I had with Noah, we had the we had Alex and, and Flip's matchup to decide that. I had Flip, Noah had Al- Alex, and since Flip won, I ended up winning that tiebreaker. And uh, I actually had uh, a tie early in the year with Brian, so I announced my record in the 
challenge last week wrong as well. So I am. Uh, uh, what do we have here? How many how many matches have we had? Nine. So I have one tie, four wins, four losses. I believe that's pretty good. That's much better than last year. It's much better than last year. You're just giving burritos for free almost to us, just handing it to all of us. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm I'm sitting at five hundred. I'm just just squeaking by and making being about even in profits. Uh, highest scoring team was Tyler, and lowest scoring I believe was Zimmel. Zimmel, you owe Tyler five dollars. <laughs> Let me confirm that it was Zimmel. Yes, it was. Just barely beaten Alex for sh- shittiest score. 73 points. Alex has 74. Wow. What a, what a, what a close uh, matchup that was for low score. That was. But yeah, is there anything else we need to talk this, this Tony Tony Asian Dave matchup was insane. Is there anything else we need to mention? It's the Tom Brady Neals. That's unbelievable. Tony's shitty de- defense. Only one of the only times in league history, I think it's maybe happened one other time where it's come down to, to decimal points. Yeah, I think it might be only once. And of course, I think uh, Raker could say thank you to me for our trade. Um, looking at it right now, I think we're pretty close to being even currently right now of me giving up Alvin Kamara and me getting Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Mike Evans. Yeah. I think the matchup wouldn't even been that. Nearly as close had he not had Alvin Kamara. He he was the staple on this team. He was. Yeah, just crazy. Just one more yard. It's all either of these teams needed to make it. Or figure it out his defense would be do a better performance as well, too. Yeah. I can't believe Asian Dave played Devontae Parker. I guess he had a really good week the week before. But yeah, that was his best performance of his still, career is what they like, said. Still, why would he not have played? He, I would have played Kelvin Ridley over Devontae Parker. Jesus Christ, yeah. then it wouldn't even have been close. I would have too. I think Asian Dave was drinking the the uh, Devontae Parker Kool-Aid. Yeah, I mean, he had three off weeks in a row, but come on, he should have, been, should have known he was due for a good week. But, yeah. Good, uh, good job not playing uh, Gronk, though. I, so bad at fantasy this past weekend. I I was in New York thinking about the race, so I just didn't even look at my lineups, and it, it fucked me. I didn't put Delvin Cook in one league. I, uh, I uh, And then I, I kept Gronk, and, <laughs> and it cost me the matchup. I lost by a couple points because oh. I Gronk instead of putting a different tight end. Yeah. yeah, it makes that tough. Update in the college basketball game, Duke beating Kentucky was that 59-42? That's a scary sight. I tell you what. Duke looks if good. If Duke plays like that consistently, they have a good chance to go in undefeated for the whole season yeah. and winning it out. And maybe they won't choke like University of Illinois did in the early uh, – the, the mid-2000s. I think it was 2009, 2010 season. Illinois was undefeated, 30-0, and and then played North Carolina – Tar Heels in the championship, and they lost. Just don't pull that one on us now, Duke. Yeah. Or don't be like the 1997 Gophers and have 
academic scandals and lose your Final Four title. Yeah, or that too. That was that. That's still that's still a tough thing, a pill to swallow for me. And uh, was, was it ninety seven? I think it was a ninety seven. It was ninety seven. That was Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson was the uh, Big Ten Player of the Year, and I believe he was the Final Four Player of the Year too, as well for the Gophers that year. And that was the last year of the great Clem Haskins, the last year that we had him, and and it had a great coach. We have not had a good one ever since. Still better about it. No, not not a not even we had a hubby Bubby Tubby Smith. Yeah, old Tubby, Tubby, Tubby. He's been moved around a lot now. He's been, I think, his third place. Tubby Bear. Third new place ever since he's left the Gophers. Didn't he whoop ass at, like, Houston or some college like that? It was uh, Texas uh, Texas Tech. Tech. Texas Tech. And then he dumped him? Yep, he was Coach of the Year. He got Coach of the Year award and then got fired right after that. How How does that work? Politics. A lot of it is politics and what the organization and the administration like and whatnot. And if they don't like what's happening... They'll can them, even though they have to owe them like fifty million dollars. Those guys, they're just they're they're loving life, even if they get fired. They're getting paid fifty million to just sit on their ass and drink beer, and maybe look at titties. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. That's my absolutely opinion. not. But yeah, fuck Paul. I hope that's me down the road in twenty years from now. Oh fuck yeah! All right, so everybody, if that happens right now, I'm saying it. This is on the record. You are all invited to my house deal pussies can't play got some new names on the list chris carson uh he's he's on the pussy might not play list seattle rb uh what a shit show for the seattle running back death chart though regardless he plays i just advise just not playing him because who the fuck knows what's going on in that backfield aj green he's missing for a few weeks the fucking toe injury god damn it uh he'll he's on the pussy that pussy can't play uh, Raheem something rather running back for the 49ers he broke his forearm and he's out for the season he was actually kind of relevant for a little bit there uh, now he's out so go back to Matt Breda and Alfred Morris for that shit backfield for the 49ers and then Gronk Rob Gronkowski uh, pussy might not play a list for him anyone else you can think of that I'm missing I think Leonard Fournette's projected to be back. So I I'm was ta- wondering. I'm, take- I'm taking him off the list. I was wondering about Leonard Fournette. Delvin Cook came back. So I'm taking him off the list. Yeah, finally. yeah. I know he's been he's been out a lot. Gosh, little. It was a hamstring, and then it just. Well, I felt like there's more to it that they just weren't saying why he was missing he's all a those pussy. weeks. Because he's a pussy. Yeah, he is a big pussy. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it for pussies can't play. Can your picks beat Rick's? Leaf, do you accept the challenge? I accept. All right. Going to our matchups here. All right. First up, we got, we got Kevin Plow playing Jared Zimmel, 6-3, and three, playing 2-7. and seven. I'll let you go first. Leaf, who do you got? Which one are we going with first? Evan versus Zimmel. You know, I'm, I'm going Evan. It's just I can't trust Zimmel. He, all he has is Cam Noon. And uh, Evan is just – he's on that hot streak right now. Just like rolling the dice. He's shooting like in craps. 
He's going to keep it rolling. I got Evan. Okay, okay. I figured you would go with, uh, with, with, with Evan. And I decided, oh, let's, let's get a disagreement going right off the bat. I'm going, going with the sleeper pick and Zim. I don't, I don't like it, but he's got Leonard Fournette, the former top eight back. Coming back, I believe. I believe he's coming back. And then I think LaShawn McCoy could have a bounce back week. Devontae Adams is probably good to do for a good game. I think Miami's a good matchup for him to do that. And they've, they've said that Kenyon Drake is going to get some more carries. And for and so that's good in Zimmel's favor. And Zimmel now has Gronk on his team due to a trade. We didn't even talk trades. We should probably we should probably do that. Totally, I, totally forgot about the trade. I, I think we should. <laughs> Yeah, so um, if Gronk plays, he'll put him in his lineup, and that's a huge upgrade from David Njoku. Um, like Evan, like like Paul's team, but just going with the sleeper pick Zim. But uh, let's go into this quick transition to uh, this trade that happened this past week. Uh, one of the only trades so far we've had this year. We got. Fuck, where did I have it? All right, so Zim will trade away Tariq Cohen, and in return got LaShawn McCoy, Rob Gronkowski, Tyler Lockett. Just a, just a real classic three for one. Leaf, what do you think of this trade? Wow. I'm I'm surprised. I think Zimmo got the win there because Howard, like I said now, is starting to get hot for me, and he's gotten three touchdowns in the last three games. So I look at that. That's a steal for him to – that now Howard has kind of retained his main running back position wise, and Tariq is. Yeah, I think Tariq's going to go on a little bit on the down downhill. I agree. Yes, I, I totally okay. think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and Zimmel definitely needed some uh, some players because he didn't have any, and not that the players he got have been killing it, but I mean, you think about it, just like almost Tariq Cohen for Rod Gronkowski. You do that in week three or something. That's that's, that's a good trade right there. It is. But yes. then you got Shady McCoy and Tyler Lockett, a couple guys you can fuck around and throw in your flex and stuff on top of it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I I kind of like the trade for uh, for Zimmel. I do too. Um, Asian Dave's team was honestly pretty stacked, so it wasn't a horrible trade for him either. I mean, he got a solid player. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's just a good trade all around. Zimmel got some more depth, and Asian Dave got a player to stack up his team more. I agree. I think a lot of the trades have been pretty solid. Like myself, I've done two trades now this year. So I have to say, on the record, I might have gone out of the uh, the bad trades of myself for my last two that have been win-win. When on here, I actually saved this on my photo because I had this trade. I don't know who it was from, and... Oh, it was Neckbeard. That's right. It was proposed by Neckbeard. You'll love this trade. So he traded, tried to, he traded Russell Wilson, Keenan Allen to me for Alvin Kamara. You really think that's a good trade? Say it one more time. So Andrew Neckbeard Mm -hmm. traded Russell Wilson and Keenan Allen to me for Alvin Kamara. Uh, Who's your quarterback? Well, at the time, it was Jimmy G. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I don't know. Quarterbacks are so easy to replace. 
see what he's trying to do. Russell Wilson is not nearly as good as he was last year, fantasy-wise. Yeah, Howard Kamara is just way too good of a player to give him up for those two. Yes. So I, I had a good chuckle on that one. Yeah. Because you did trade him, but what did you get in return? Well, I got Zeke. I got Zeke and Mike Evans. Yeah, so two very solid players. Yeah, top, I like that trade. Top better. players for their team. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, uh, we're gonna gr- just going back to the matchups. You picked uh, Evan. I picked uh, Zimmel for the upset. So, uh, some disagreements there. Next up, I got my matchup: double badge, double anal, playing the coefficient. Andrew Flat. I'll go first. I'm picking Flat. Uh, I got Alex Collins and Kyle Rudolph on a buy. I don't like that. The coefficient is strong with not really any buys besides John Brown, which John Brown, which isn't really a big loss for him. I, I got to go with the guy that's in first place. Who did you pick? I as well went with the coefficient. Just looking at his team, you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's going to bounce back against Miami. He's going to have 25, 30 points, I think. He's going to have a great game. And then especially Melvin Gordon against Oakland, he's going to have a huge game. And then Antonio Brown, he's going to figure it out. I just like I, I just like his team all around. Yeah, pretty pretty easy matchup, uh, I'd say, to, to, to decide on. Some agreement there, and holy shit, Florida State is just whooping ass on the Gators. It's like eighty-two to forty-nine or some shit like that. What do you think of Florida State this year? They got a shot. They do. They made the Elite Eight last year. They were as kind of a sleeper team um, as a whole. I mean, to even get in the NCAA tournament. Uh, so I, I truly believe they're going to be a good team as well, just because you're going to, as a whole of the SEC conference. I think there's going to be six to eight teams that are going to make it. And they're going to be right with, I think, uh, Kentucky, just kind of right behind them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're a solid team. They're, they got some veterans. They got almost everybody back from their team last year. They're going to be a good team. Watch out for Florida State Seminoles. Jeez, no one is even at this game anymore. <laughs> I suppose there's only a buck 30 left in the game. but Yeah. All right. Next matchup we got... Asian Dave playing Jordan Walmel. Very good matchup here. First place playing fourth place. Got Asian Dave on that four-game winning streak. Playing I Love Tees in my face. Leave who do you got in this one? You know, I'm I'm gonna go with Asian Dave just for the reason that Walmo has no quarterback in right now. I know he's gonna get it in there, but I think just Looking at his uh, personnel, I mean, Ridley against Cleveland, he's going to have a huge game. Uh, Caffrey is going to have a good game against Pitt. Barkley, I think he's going to have a huge game against San Francisco. And then, you, well, you look at Mahomes, he's playing Arizona. That's going to be, I mean, those four right there might have enough just to beat Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I'm going to go with. Asian Dave as well. Um, just he's on that huge winning streak. I think it's going to be a close matchup, but like his team, you got like I said, he got the addition of Tariq Cohen, which helps him out a little bit. He's got P- 
Pat, Patty Mahomes, George Kittle's been surprisingly very good. Only player on the bye is Texans D, which isn't a big deal. And uh, almost got Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, his two uh, Houston Texans players, two of his best players on bye. I think that's really going to hurt them. So got to give it to Asian Dave on this one. Um, let's see here. Next matchup, we had Alex Williams playing Tony Raker. In this matchup, four and five playing two and seven. This matchup, another very. I was back and forth between this one, Teeter Tyler. I think it's going to be. It's like about ninety to ninety-three on the projections. Looking at them, they seem very evenly stacked. Um, but I gave a slight upper hand to Tony. And the main reason is I don't like Alex as Mitch Trubisky starting as his fantasy quarterback. I'm sorry to leave. I just don't don't believe in that guy being a start, starting Not fantasy yet. quarterback yet. I can't trust him. Yeah, and he's number seven as quarterbacks, know, which I is know, crazy. He's had a couple too, of even, monster even weeks. Me, I, I am shocked as well. Yeah, I mean you have a when you when you have a 43.5 point fantasy week, you're you're going to climb up in the rankings. So we had that in, in week four. So very true. Uh, who do you got? So. You know, I, I had I had the same thing too. I'm going Raker. It's just he's on a losing streak. He's gonna bounce back. Um, I just like some of his matchups as well too. You know, I think Odell is gonna have a great game. Howard is gonna have a good game too. Now with Fitz Magic, he's just he's he's doing great with him. Um, Kamara is gonna have a good game. Brady, Will is too. And just for Williams, I I mean, Gordon, I, I don't think – I mean, I, I don't think Gordon's going to have as big of a game as he did last week. Fuck no. And then Hilton, you know, I think he's going to be quiet for Jacksonville because they're trying to figure themselves out. But I think they're going to stop the bleeding. I, I, I really think Jacksonville is going to get a big win against in, uh, Indianapolis. And then you have Doug Martin as a running back. I don't think he's gonna really give you much. Yeah, Doug Martin just sucks. Sucks dick. He's got Adam Thielen on a bye. I know Stefan Diggs is on a bye too for Tony, but I think Thielen being out for Alex hurts, hurts Alex more, more yeah. than Diggs does I for, agree. for for Faker. And then he's got Delvin Cook uh, on a bye too, and Cousins is his quarterback. So that's why he's got to put Trubisky. I just don't don't like it. And fucking Ed Dixon is your fantasy tight end. God, hopefully he changes that. Yep. All right. And next, I uh, labeled your matchup matchup of the week. Andrew Luck's neckbeard playing Gruden, the trade master. Uh, both your teams had some good performances this past week. Scored a lot, and this. Labeling this matchup of the week because of your guys' records, I think there's there's some this is a this is a big week for you, Leaf. It is for Tyler as well. Both of you guys are in that kind of playoff bubble. Big. Tyler in fourth, you in sixth. Uh, this is some, some 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 good playoff implications here. So, yeah, who do you who do you got? You picking yourself or you gonna go with Tyler with those monster last couple weeks he's had? I think he's gonna keep it rolling. I think he's yeah. gonna. I think he's gonna get me good. I really do. I just. I like his matchups. I mean Connor. I mean Jones against Cleveland. Thomas. You know Keenan Allen against Oakland. 
And then Phillip Rivers against Oakland. He just he has a couple good more guys, I think, with some more firepower than myself right now. So I'm I'm gonna go with Alex. I mean Andrew. Wait, what? I'm going with Andrew. It's Leaf Vlad versus Tyler. Oh, I'm looking at Andrew Luckbeard. Oh, so you're, you're, so you're, I'm going with his You're name. going with Andrew Luck's yeah. neck beard. Yeah, I gotcha. am. Now I, I, now, I am. Now I see what you're saying. <laughs> now I see what you're saying. Yeah. Going with the name. It's catchy. Yeah. He's got a good team name. He's got a good team. I'm going with Tyler as well. It's hard not to. With the, the I go with the hot hand. He's had some monster weeks. Been racking up those $5 like uh, Flick was earlier in the year. And uh, as far as I know, James Conner is still the back. So Le'Veon Bell is a piece of shit selling us home in Miami. Uh, I, I guess I hear, but yeah, moving. Yeah, supposedly yet. he did a tweet saying he's leaving Miami, so must be coming to Pittsburgh because I think he has till Tuesday. Did you hear what the the Ravens' uh, defensive coordinator said or whatever about him? Where he's like, yeah, there's a you know, if you look at stats, the, oh. they're actually. The, Steelers are actually better without him. Without him. Maybe there's a reason why he's on his jet ski in Miami. Yeah, I, I, I don't that's, agree with that. That's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I think that was just taking a shot at him. I really do. Right. But, yeah, so we're in agreement there. So our only disagreement is in our first matchup, the Zimmel. Zimmel versus Evan, that's the one we got to look out for, Leaf, the yep. burrito. Yes. That's, that's our burrito bowl matchup. All right. <clears throat> Next, in honor of it being uh, election day, voting day, uh, I decided it'd be fun to do some some voting for the league. Uh, we're about well more than halfway past the season, but good good chunk of the way through the season. Thought it'd be good to do some polls and uh, see what what the what the league nominates in some various categories. So let's pull up the results. I had people uh, fill up their their ballot. Uh, tonight, hopefully at least a good chunk of people responded. Looks like we had uh, a little over half the league respond. Fuck you to everyone who uh, didn't vote. And uh, if you didn't see it in time, well, I guess that's my fault. But nope, still fuck you for not voting. Were you able to vote, Leaf? I was one of those, didn't see it. So I do apologize. What the fuck, Leaf? Uh, I know. I know. So I will answer. All right. Well, if we have any ties, you're the tiebreaker. Love it. That's great. All right. So first question we asked, what team do you think will win the league this year? So came came down to the wire here, uh, but with 50% of the votes, we had the coefficient, Andrew Flitt, winning the winning the league this year, according to the league. I would agree on that as well, too. Yeah, that was my vote. Fuck, fucking flip. And uh, next, Matt, next uh, question. What team sucks ass the most and will take last? Drum roll. So with 66.67% of the votes, we had StarCraft, Bama June. Chu and Zimmel taking, taking home the, the, the win in that category. And his team is pretty bad. I don't even remember who's on it besides Cam Noon. Cam Noon. It's the only person I know. Oh, and we yeah, can't forget just, about Larry Fitzgerald. 
Oh, yeah, he's got to have the Larry Fitz staple on his bench. Yes, he does. Next up, we had who has the best team name as it stands right now. I had to word it that way because Agent Dave changes his team name every week. So, uh, With 50% of the votes, we had a winner in drum roll. I love TDs in my face. Jordan Walmall. Congrats, Walmall. That would have not been mine. I would have went with Catalina Wine Mixing. Well, if you would have voted, we would have had a tie. I know. Catalina Wine Mixing coming in a close second, getting 33.3% of the votes. Fantasy MVP. We had a very decisive win here with Todd Gurley getting 66.7% of the votes. Adam Thielen and then... Patty Mahomes each getting a vote here, but Todd Gurley taking home the cake. No surprise. Just been dominant all year. Number Very, one overall ranked player. Uh, he's been dominant every week, and it's it's impressive. I wonder if he's going to slow down at all. Yeah, and anyone who has him in fantasy and doesn't have at least a 500 record, I just oh. don't understand how that's even possible because the guy just scores a fuck ton of points. All the time, 20s, 30s. Yeah, it's basically like having like two players on your team. On your team. That is one. Next up, had the biggest piece of shit fantasy player. Very, very <laughs> tight knit race here. In fact, we have a we have a tie in the voting between the choices were Amari Cooper, Le'Veon Bell, Nathan Peterman, and any defense that Tony decides to play for that week. We had Amari Cooper and Nathan Peterman with two votes each. Le'Veon Bell and any defense that Tony plays each getting a vote. So Leaf Bad, we need we need you oh to boy. be the, the tiebreaker here. Well shittiest fantasy player, Mari Cooper, who's on your team, or Nathan Peterman, who uh, fun fun fact, read some Nathan Peterman facts. Uh, he's coming from the, the commish. Nathan Peterman had the highest yards per carry of any Buffalo Bill on Sunday. Nathan Peterman has thrown as many touchdowns as he has picked sixes in his career with three apiece. And Nathan Peterman threw three interceptions. His interception percentage still lowered from 11.1% to 9.2%. Well, I would own uh, Peterman as well, too. All right, so Nathan Peterman. As much as it disappoints me not hearing Amari Cooper winning that. Uh... Nathan Peterman takes home the, the prize there. Congrats. Congrats, Peterman. Be the only thing you uh, win all year, you fucking awful, awful player that still somehow ends up, getting a, yeah, and still, still ends up getting a starting job. And think about how he's just loving life because he's always a backup quarterback and getting paid thousands and thousands. Well, probably millions, right? Millions, actually, probably. What is Nathan Peterman's salary? That is a great question. Oh, his career earnings are only seven hundred and four k. All right, he's not he's not making that that much bank. Twenty eighteen salary cap charge six hundred fourteen k. Twenty eighteen cash payout five hundred fifty five k. Total contract value over two million though, about two point six million. Jeez, that's a lot of money for a guy who just throws more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, no touchdowns, yeah. Thank you, Leaf. (coughs) 
But uh, speaking of Amari Cooper, let's uh, sidetrack here to Amari Cooper is a pooper. See how he does, how he's doing in the rankings of being a top 10 uh, fantasy receiver, which Asian Dave promised me he would be. Owes me 50 bucks by the end of the year if he's not. We'll pull him up here. Got him as the 62th ranked, 62nd ranked fantasy wide receiver. Not quite top 10 yet. But got traded to the Cowboys at an 11.8 point performance, scored a touchdown, I think, immediately in the game. It was right away. Saw it leave. Yeah, right away. It was on the five yard line, right away. And there might be hope for him, but personally, I don't think he's going to hit the top 10. He is not going to. He had five receptions, quite a quite a bit for him. He hadn't had that many receptions since week four. Found eight targets, so I I think he actually could he could be a a relevant player. He could now. He could. We'll see. I mean, Dak Prescott has to figure it out, but I mean, they don't really have much other wide receivers, so he he could be the top target now every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to ESPN, he is. Fantasy wide receiver three territory. All right, guys. All right, let's not jump to a, a conclusion quite yet. And then uh, in the last question that our voters had, I asked who should be the next guest host on the podcast that is not in the lead league. Had another uh, close vote. Uh, results here. Uh, we had a tie between J. Cole and Other. Mm-hmm. So looking like I'll probably have J. Cole on the uh, on the podcast next. I'm in on that vote too. I'm with Cole. And uh, this, and then uh, I guess I should say now this isn't uh, the, the famous rapper J. Cole. This is uh, my two buddies whose names are J. and Cole, and mm-hmm. they're always together. Oh, that would be fun to have two guys with you. I, I like that. I'm in, I'm in on that one. Yeah. Uh, arguably together, they're 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 better than than the other J Cole. Yes. But yeah, and then with other we had we had one we had two suggestions: Barry Mapole and Mac. Mac would be kind of good on the. Do you know who Mac is? You met Mac? I don't think I have. I don't think he's I on, have. He's on uh, plays broomball and softball. Some of the guys in the league. He'd he'd be good. He might not. He might have to be a tag team. Uh, guess I was too along with Zimmel. They're they're buddies. I don't know if I could have just me and Mac. We've never hung up together. Just the two of us. You could see that being weird. That could be a good one, though, Mac and Zimmel. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll think about making that happen. Zimmel's a banana yet. Okay, okay. And then we had uh, some of the other nom- uh, choices were my coworker Andrew, Papa Remy, and Josh Elvig, who was on last year. And Papa Remy and Josh each got a vote, so uh, maybe we'll have both of them on later on in the year. We'll see. But I think for sure having J. Cole on with with. With, with your vote, making it three votes, so. Cool. <clears throat> uh, to wrap things up, we'll do sleeper picks. 
Leaf, yeah. You bring a couple. Let's I, coach, I, co- coach Leaf with your I, uh, binder folder I there. Did. All ready to go. Pen and paper ready. Yes. Yep, I'm ready. So I got two quarterbacks, actually. I have Andy Dalton. So he was on a bye, and he actually has only had one bad week I looked at where he was less than 10 points, and he's playing New Orleans defense. So if A.J. Green plays, there's a high opportunity for points with him there. The other quarterback is Marcus Mariota. I mean, he's playing great right now. He could be a sleeper as well, too. And I think they're playing uh, New England, who, you know, hasn't had the best defense. You know, and they've given up points. Those are my two uh, quarterbacks. And then my other two people is uh, Cordell Patterson. Just what you saw with him last this past week. I think they might have found a, a nice role for him with the Patriots. So he, he would be a good one. And then the other one is Ido Smith, running back. He had 15 points this last week, and now he is the top running back. And he's done well the last couple weeks. So those are kind of my four sleepers. So if you don't have them in your leagues, pick them up as fast as you can. All right. Let's list them up real quick again. Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. Cordell Patterson, mm-hmm. and Edo Smith. Okay. And uh, double badge, double anals. Uh, super pick for this week. I uh, hit, hit it home last week with Cordell. Let's see if I can do it again. I have Marquez Valus-Scantling. I think I said his name right, kind of. Green Bay wide receiver. Owned in about 20% of leagues, but he's had... Uh, two 100-yard receiving games in the last three games, and he scored in double digits in the last four games. Uh, Geronimo Allison out. He's uh, filled a nice little role for the Packers. Yeah, Allison's, I think, out for a good chunk of uh, the rest of this regular fantasy season. If not, I think all the remainder of the fantasy regular season. Might be back for fantasy playoffs, but for the time being, he's out. So uh, for, for right now, that's a, he's a... He's a, he's, a, he's a great flex player to, to have if you need a flex guy. So that's my pick. Leaf, anything else to, to add or say before we close out the show? You know, it was uh, great to be back here in the podcast. I love, love communicating the podcast, and especially with our fantasy football league. It's been going great so far, guys. Um, and I hope that you listen to that basketball stuff. Hope I gave you some good uh, sleepers, maybe some teams. Watch out for some players as well, too. And ready for this next week of fantasy football. Try to beat you in the uh, the challenge. I'm ready for another burrito. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Leaf. Uh, Everyone, good luck in their matchups besides Flick. And uh, have have a great night.